0: Hello and welcome to back to Couple of Idiots. We're an episode by episode podcast covering Supernatural. I am your host, Dan. And with me, as always,
1: is Penny his wife and super fan of Supernatural.
0: So today we're talking about episode two Wendigo. Wendingo? How's that pronounced? Wendigo. Wendigo. There's
1: only one in a W-E-N-D-I-G-O.
0: Okay, so, I mean, there's already a crazy name in there, and anyone smart that saw this in the TV guide in 2005 would know this is another monster. Have you looked up what this monster is yet? Yes, I have. Okay, well, we'll get into that in a minute to uh, track down to see if that's real or not. Let's just run through the episode. I got a couple of notes here. So the whole thing opens up with Brad, Gary, and Tommy, and they are camping together out in the woods.
1: Yes, they are. They are in um, Blackwater Ridge, near Colorado, which happens to be the same coordinates that John gave to Dean and Sam in his journal.
0: Have you looked into these coordinates? 35-111, that doesn't seem like a coordinate to me. I mean, that's not latitude or longitude for anything in America, is it?
1: Uh, I don't know. I don't know how that works.
0: We have to look that up because like a coordinate, a specific coordinate would also not just have your degrees but then also minutes and possibly seconds to get you even closer to where you need it to be right seems a little seems like some t v tomfoolery there with these thirty five dash one one are there more coordinates through the show? no that's it oh that's it oh I guess okay we never we never crack that that code, so they're camping um there's Claws in the tent, and that's about it. Do we, is there anything else that happens in that first scene?
1: Well, yeah, to, uh, they hear noises first, and uh, his two friends go out to investigate, and they start screaming, and they're taken away by something, and then, yeah, uh, Tommy's in his tent, and he's like, holy crap, Batman, what's going on? <laughs> and that's when you see the Claws rip the tent, and he's taken away.
0: A couple of problems with that opening camping scene. First, there's an unattended fire outside.
1: Oh, that's, yeah, like that's never happened.
0: Okay, secondly then, all three boys are in the tent playing Nintendo DS. Why weren't they sitting outside playing Nintendo DS around the fire?
1: That's a good question. That I don't know.
0: I don't know. When I go out camping with three guys, we don't all sit in the tent together. Let me tell you that. There's too many belches and beer farts. (laughs) Okay, so that's about it then. Claws screaming, something happened, break to commercial. Then we come out and uh, back from commercial then, Sam is at the grave of his girlfriend that we just saw burned up in the fire in the last episode.
1: Yes, his girlfriend, Jess.
0: Yep, and there's a great jump scare in here because a hand pops out of the grave and grabs him. You're (laughs) thinking, oh my God, (laughs) this show's getting crazy.
1: Yeah, but that was just a dream he's having. He wakes up, he's in the impala with Dean heading towards the coordinates that John gave them.
0: Now, right away though I noticed Dean is pretty worried about Sam's mental state. He's kind of I I, I don't know. Like, do you have nightmares after a close relative dies?
1: Some people do, I'm sure, especially, you know, to die a traumatic death the same way your mother did.
0: Oh, I guess if you're yeah, if your loved one's pinned to the ceiling and lights on fire, that's pretty odd.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that uh, doesn't happen every day. Or, no. Or so they say.
0: No. Uh, so Dean then, you know, make sure Sammy's okay. But Dean is still wanting to find his dad. Still, that's his goal mission. They're off to find their pops. Mm-hmm. By the way, did you notice the car? Totally fixed from the last episode.
1: Oh, of course, yes.
0: Sad, you know, it was sad a mud-covered person sat in it, so the interior was wrecked. And the outside, it drove into a farmhouse. Nope, totally perfect. Does this car have supernatural powers?
1: Um, you seem to think it just might. You never know.
0: It would be kind of fun if this car was somehow blessed to automatically fix itself. Uh, reminds me of that other awesome car from... Oh, it's the show where the guy, the demon, and the angel are best friends.
1: Oh, yes. I know what you what mean. What car is
0: that? Yeah. What? Oh.
1: I know what you mean. Yeah, I can't think of it. It's got David Tennant and Michael Sheen in it.
0: Yeah, and that car was, it was somehow cursed or blessed or just somehow supernatural. But I always, the fun thing about that show is that person Piece of music that they put that he puts in it eventually turns to Queen, which <laughs> man, if we could it's just think awesome. of the name of that,
1: yeah, well, you know, look up David Tennant. Yeah, understand.
0: I guess go find the David Tennant show that's also on Netflix now. Um, so then they're they want to stop in because they head to the coordinates. the uh, the forest ranger that they meet is really open with information on this, tells them right where these people are supposedly lost at.
1: But he doesn't think they're lost because the permit that was filled out doesn't have them coming back for a few days, so he thinks the sister of one of the guys that was attacked is just, you know, overdoing it or over worried for some reason. So he's not very concerned at all.
0: Right, but then we do meet uh, Haley Collins, the sister of Tommy. And he says that he checks in Here's some other fun things. He checks in every day by cell phone. Uh, out in the middle of a national forest in 2005. Probably not, but... And they mentioned that. like, Well, he's got a satellite phone with him, too. Have you ever seen a satellite phone in real life?
1: No, I haven't.
0: No, but it seems like everyone on TV, every <laughs> other person on TV owns a satellite phone at some point.
1: They come in handy, so maybe it'd be worth investigating.
0: I'm guessing if i was you know if you were like a true outback hiker or something like that you would invest in that yes and i'm guessing like even if you were to take a trip up to the border waters canoe area that there's a huge area between uh the u.s and canada that's completely cut off from any technology and i bet you could you'd probably rent a satellite phone or something when you got all your other gear to pack in
1: right right
0: probably something like that i don't know but i can only imagine the calls are probably eighty dollars a minute once again though fake ids everywhere
1: well yeah they you know they're forest rangers now they're not u.s marshals like they were in the first episode
0: haley lets them know that she's going to go out in the morning and start looking and the boys go to the bar get ready for their big hike the next day.
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, what else are you going to do? You know.
0: I don't know. Probably go home, rest, get prepared. They're in
1: Colorado. Home is Kansas.
0: (laughs) Yeah, what do they know about climbing a hill if they were raised in Kansas?
1: I have no idea. Well, they've been all over hunting with their dad, so they have to know different territories and terrains and things like that.
0: Yeah, so they meet up with then, they figure out that this isn't the first time people have gone missing. They actually meet up with a previous survivor. Do you want to talk about him a little?
1: Um, Yes, he was a survivor from a group of people that were taken in 1959, I believe. He was just a kid, um, but he was left alive. And he described the creature as best he could, because it moved so fast, to Sam and Dean when they asked him about it. And uh, they still aren't quite sure at this point what they're looking for. They know it's not a bear or any other creature you might find in that area, um, because it moves really fast uh, and things like that. So, but they
0: did have a clue there because it couldn't just float through walls, demons, spirits, ghosts they gotta they can just float through a wall. This thing that attacked open the door.
1: Right, unlocked and open the door. Unlocked
0: and open the door. So we know it's <laughs> corporeal? Corporeal. Corporeal, meaning you have corpuscles?
1: Meaning that you, yeah, you're alive. You, you're, Yes.
0: Okay. They pop the trunk and then once again reveal a lot of guns.
1: Guns, knives, you know, things that you need on your typical hunting trips.
0: It almost, there's a lot of weight in that trunk. He must have beefed up springs.
1: <laughs> well, it is a supernatural car, so I don't think baby needs beefed up springs.
0: Um, Sam, though, at this point, kind of has a chip on his shoulder that Haley's even with or involved. He just wants to get out into the woods. He's kind of a jerk about tagging along.
1: Yes, he is. He's... um. More interested in looking for their dad, whereas Dean's thinking, well, as long as we're out here, we should just see what's going on and help if we can. Um, yeah, Sam kind of is kind of a pissy little bitch.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. And at this point, we meet another guy, and I do not know what this other guy's name is. In the closed captioning, you just referred to him as Man. Who was uh, that other dude? Roy. Okay, Roy is.
1: He is the guide and survivalist that Haley hired to take them to this, uh, to the Blackwater Ridge area because it's so remote.
0: Okay. All right. So Roy, the guide, and Haley are off, and uh, they're going to trek into the woods, and they even call him out on how ridiculous they're dressed for a hike. Yes. Because <laughs> they're wearing jeans, biker boots.
1: And don't have backpacks, just have like a duffel bag with them.
0: Which is filled with guns. There's zero survival equipment in there other than guns.
1: Guns and knives, yeah, that's plenty of survival equipment. What else do you need?
0: Okay, so they find... I got a note here. Brother is bloody hanging, and he hears someone scream.
1: (laughs) That's not for a while. That doesn't happen yet.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Hmm, That seems oddly out of place, but I know I wrote these in order. Okay, but uh, Roy keeps Dean from stepping into a booby trap.
1: Well, it's a bear trap, not a booby trap. Uh,
0: yeah, bear trap, not a booby trap. You're right. Um, and quickly then, Haley figures out that Sam and Dean are not rangers and want some explanations on who these two weirdos are. And they explain that they're looking for Dad. And they just stumbled upon these two looking for their brother.
1: yes. They didn't explain that they are hunters of the supernatural, just a couple guys out looking for their dad, and this is where he was supposed to be.
0: Yep, they get to coordinates 35-111, and there is no sound. They ever explain that, or just...
1: Yes, there is no sound. They said not even a cricket, because of the fact that the creature that they are looking for was out there, and so the natural wildlife that should have been making noise just wasn't because they were hiding or
0: afraid. hmm Another thing I noticed, too, during the scene when they were walking around talking about how there was no sound, Haley's brother that also tagged along, he's wearing earbuds. Do you really go off looking for people wearing earbuds? It seems to be a job where you need to be listening and paying attention.
1: You'd yeah, think so, but, you know, kids these days, what are you going to do?
0: Dipshits.
1: Yeah. Um. Let's see. Then they hear what sounds like a person yelling, and they think it's maybe Tommy or one of his friends. They are not able to find anything, um, and then.
0: Well, they found the campsite before well, they heard the yelling. They found the campsite. Yeah, they found
1: the campsite for sure.
0: They yeah. They go help. Their packs are gone.
1: Yeah, everything they have is gone, all their packs, um, the satellite, or whatever phones they had with them also. Um, and Dean kind of figures out what they're dealing with, because he's looking through his
0: father's journal. and that's when he Sam comes. looked through the journal. Was it Sam? Yeah, Dean was just wandering around the woods with a handgun, and <laughs> it was Sam that looked in the journal, and Hey, I wonder if there's anything useful in here.
1: Yeah, so that's when they discovered it's a Wendigo. Um, and they realize that their guns and knives that they brought aren't going to do a whole lot because that would not kill it. Um, The Wendigo is able to mimic human voices, so that's why it could yell yell for help. And as a matter of fact, the lore on the Wendigo is it used to be a man. It's an ancient Native American uh, tale of how someone, perhaps a Native American or someone else back in the day, had to survive a very harsh winter by turning to cannibalism and then because of all the years of cannibalism turned into this wendigo and they're very tall and thin and are constantly hungry no matter how much they eat.
0: So yeah Dean puts down some Anasazi signs for protection.
1: Yes so as long as they're in that circle the, the wendigo cannot cross those signs.
0: Uh, yeah. So they sit down for a little and then we go back to some dad talk. Um, Dean is pretty much figures out that dad is passing the work on to them. He must be off on something bigger and better and is kind of left behind his loose ends it seems.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty much what it seems like.
0: But Sam doesn't agree with him and he's still salty.
1: Yeah, he's salty. He's like, "You know, dad's not here. Let's let's you know get out of here." And um Dean's like, no, Dad's, you know, pass this torch on to us, you know. What the saying is, saving people, hunting things, you know, the family business. That's not the first time you'll hear that quote in some of the series.
0: Yep. Uh, what's So their packs were taken, they, so there was only two guns available to them, right?
1: Yes, it happened to be the guns that Sam and Dean had on them at the time.
0: Right. So... The next morning, then, Roy is missing,
1: <laughs> Sam
0: is salty, and the others are still confused.
1: Well, Roy doesn't go missing. He um, decides, well, actually, the Wendigo starts calling for help again. And despite Sam and Dean's warnings, Roy goes out from the circle. So they follow him and tell Haley and her younger brother, I forget what his name is, Banners. I don't know um, to stay within that, the the so that they're protected. Um, and pretty soon, you see Roya getting snatched by something in a tree, and it doesn't look good.
0: So this is the. I mean, this is actually the scene then where Dean tells them more about the Wendigo monster and reveals that it's good news because Tommy might still be alive now that they know what they're dealing with. Yes. They find a bloody claw print on the tree. You—they uh, show the Wendigo a little bit, and it's kind of a glimmery figure. It looks like the predator. It's like a skinny predator running through the woods, just for a short shot.
1: Yes. Yeah, that's a good way to to explain how what it looks like.
0: Yep. So they chase it through the woods, and now Dean is missing.
1: Yeah, Dean and Haley get captured by the Wendigo because he gets split from Sam somehow. Uh, and Dean leaves a trail of M and Ms for Sam to follow because he happened to have M and Ms with him.
0: Well, Brother Ben's the one that found him, <coughs> right? Because he's just got his earbuds on, looking down at his feet. <laughs> he's just <laughs> shuffling his feet. <laughs> What's what? He's just shuffling his Buster Browns in the dust. <laughs> So, I, oh okay, so this, is a, this is a really funny. I, I thought this was hilarious, though. This trail, then, this candy trail a la ET, <laughs> it leads to an old mine, and there's signs on it toxic keep out, which is like a regular boarded up sign, but above the mine shaft, imprinted in the concrete, like poured in, was no admittance. Do not enter under any circumstance. Why did they pour that into the concrete when they built it? Was, like, no one ever allowed to go in?
1: Well, I'm assuming that was done after the mine was closed. Another- <laughs> they came
0: back and poured a huge concrete yeah. slab on top?
1: Why not? You know,
0: mm, That didn't make any sense to me why that was in concrete. <laughs> uh, they slowly walk down the tunnel. They fall into a hole because I guess they can't feel a creaky floor under their feet.
1: Yes, they fall into a hole. And they see a bunch of skulls, skeletons, remnants of the Wendigo's meals.
0: Yeah, they find Dean, Haley, Tommy, they find flare guns, so now they, now we know that they're all set to fight. It's, it's, this is the final battle scene of the show.
1: Yes, yeah, so the flare guns are important because of the fact that the way to kill a Wendigo is set it on fire. And then that's how it will end up dead.
0: Well, isn't that lucky that they just happen to have some flare guns there?
1: Well, of course.
0: <laughs> Satellite phone, nowhere in sight, but...
1: <laughs> you know, flare guns, I'm sure hikers do we take flare guns with them because of the fact that, you know, you might get lost and might need someone to come look for you.
0: So Dean, Dean wanders off after the Wendigo and Sam goes to lead everyone out um, of the tunnel and they kind of get back into a corner. Dean pops up behind the windigo as he's trapping and getting it, you know, about ready to kill everyone. Shoots him with a flare gun; and he instantly lights in flames and dies.
1: Yes, he does.
0: I got to tell you, that Wendigo must have had really soft skin for that flare to just go <laughs> right into it.
1: <coughs> well, you know, it doesn't say that they have scales or anything, so I'm sure it does have soft skin.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> like the skin of a jellyfish.
1: You know, he moisturizes daily, I'm sure.
0: (laughs) 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 All right, so Monster Killed commercial. Next scene, then, we're back at the ranger station. There's cops, paramedics. Everyone says goodbye. Dean tells Sam that they'll find Dad. And this time, though, Sam drives.
1: Yeah, like, is- I th-
0: really thought they were going to set this whole thing up because that's Dean's car and he was just one of those assholes that never let anyone else drive their car. But no, he gave over the keys pretty easily.
1: No, that's true. Dean, when it comes to the car, Dean is pretty much an asshole and doesn't let anyone drive it because he's afraid that something might happen to it.
0: <laughs> well, I wouldn't be too afraid. It seems like you got a good body shop. It seems like Cooters <laughs> is doing pretty good on your repairs. <laughs>
1: Actually, Dean does the repairs himself, which you'll find Where out. Where
0: does he have time for all this? What do you mean he does them himself?
1: Well, you'll find out in later episodes, and you know, some things might happen to the car that need to be
0: fixed, and... He must have Harry Potter's wand to help him put crap back together. Hmm. I hope there's an explanation on how this car is in such great condition all the time.
1: Well, he takes very good care of it, but yeah, even if it does get banged up, then, um... He has a place
0: okay. that we'll find out later. All right, later. we'll learn.
1: We'll learn where that Fine. is. And it's not magical.
0: So, Wendigos. I mean, that's the end of the episode. Uh, Wendigos, they real? No. Well, I mean, not real real, but real folklore real?
1: Yes, folklore real.
0: Okay, where do they come from? What do you know about them?
1: Um, well, Dean made a comment that, you know, since they're in Colorado, that the Wendigo doesn't uh, travel that far west because they are usually around the Great Lakes region, Um, so southern Canada, northern Wisconsin, Michigan, that area. Like I said, Native American. Um, Sometimes they're depicted with antlers, sometimes not. Uh, Usually very tall, thin, emaciated looking, and long claws, able to move very, very quickly, things like that.
0: Okay, so the genesis of this is probably just some starving person back in the day being seen at the edge of the land by the tribe, right?
1: Possibly. Possibly.
0: I mean, it seems like this has a pretty logical explanation of...
1: Well, you know, it it, it does go back to the cannibalism, but also they said sometimes it can uh, be because of, because of greed, if the person was greedy because of the fact that then they're cursed as a Wendigo, they're constantly hungry, so they're greedy for, for human flesh to eat. Um, So there's different ways that a person could turn into a Wendigo.
0: Or they just get lost in the woods for a year and slowly climb out looking like hell.
1: Yeah, that too. (laughs) You never know. Well,
0: you know, all of these stories come from someplace. I don't think that people are just sitting around dreaming up stories. There was, you know, there was someone someplace saw something and ran back into town and told ever, ran back to the camp However they were living, whenever this happened, they ran back to their community and said, Holy crap, I just saw. And then it just kind of takes off from there. So
1: yeah, then, you know, back in the day, they had the oral history of passing down stories. And I'm sure that it probably did start out as a skinny, starving looking person. But you know how stories go through the generations, they get more and more elaborate.
0: Well, yeah, that word got back to the original guy, and he's like, oh, crap, the jig is up, and then he put antlers on his head to try to blend in better.
1: <laughs> oh, I see. He was just go. a
0: crazy person that thought he looked like a deer then. <laughs> well, now we know. Anything else on this episode? Um,
1: no. Um, like you said, Dean kind of uh told Haley and Ben what was out there, and they're kind of wondering, like, how do you sleep at night knowing all this crap is out there? But they're used to it, so that's kind of what they do.
0: Yeah, they're not really into covering up their tracks too much, are they? The people that they run into, they just kind of tell it as is and then drive off and leave it from there. So they're leaving a trail of uh, evidence <laughs> behind them.
1: This is true. They, you know, don't try to cover anything up. Um, some people, I guess, have to know what's going on.
0: Yeah, I guess who's gonna believe them? You know, if I went off to the woods and someone shot someone and they lit on fire, yeah. What did they tell the cops? The whole—they must have worked out their story on the way back to that ranger station.
1: They did because you see Ben talking to one of the police, saying, "Oh, it was a grizzly. It had to be six, seven hundred pounds." Um, oh,
0: they just all said yeah it was a grizzly bear attack and left it at that yes because yeah how are you gonna yeah there was a dude and then he shot it with a flare gun and he lit on fire (laughs) all right sir
1: (laughs) (laughs) what drugs are you on and why aren't you sharing please
0: please leave your drugs at home the next time you come to the national forest (laughs) fun um camping were you were you did you camp a lot as a kid
1: Oh, uh, we did. Um.
0: Were you ever scared out there of something in the woods?
1: No. Never. I'm more afraid of Closet Man, for sure.
0: Yeah, we'll get into Closet Man someday. Well, We're going to have to tease that along. Well, Maybe I, there'll be an episode about Closet Man, and then we can really talk about it.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, that's why uh, Sam got the 45 at age 9, because he was afraid of the thing in his closet. <laughs> <laughs> my parents say, give me a 45 but they just told me there was nothing there
0: <laughs> oh i could just imagine if you had a hand <laughs> shooting at the closet if you heard a mouse <laughs> fart in there yeah no i've never really been afraid of the woods or the dark or anything you know the only time it has come to mind is more like recently as an adult because now in this area there's more like bobcat sightings and stuff like that. Like there's big cat sightings and they they have no problems just leaping out of the woods and fucking you up and then taking off. So that's really the only wildlife that worries me.
1: Yeah. I remember when I was younger and lived near Portage, um, a bobcat was sighted and I was kind of afraid for a while, but you know, We never saw it, so kind of forgot about it.
0: Yeah, they're around. I mean, I guess the good thing is we don't see a lot of them. You don't hear a lot of children getting ripped off their (laughs) huffies by the short (laughs) pairs.
1: Or dogs. Of course, our dogs are kind of busy. Yeah, we don't
0: hear about any dogs getting jacked or anything like that, so that's good. Uh, Flare guns. You ever shot a flare gun? No. No, neither have I.
1: They look like they're fun, though.
0: Yeah, seems pretty cool i I think it's just like the size of a 12 gauge shell and i think you can just put a one of those into a 12 gauge shotgun and shoot it or otherwise they come out with that little plastic gun that you see all the time
1: right yeah i don't know how they work
0: but yeah i think it's the exact same size this is you know pulling from hunter safety training 30 years ago probably 33 years ago at this point (laughs)
1: Yeah, probably, definitely more than 30 years ago. <laughs>
0: um, I think that's about it. If you have nothing else.
1: Yeah, no, that's all, uh, that's it.
0: So one thing, though, I do want to add before we uh, end this episode is we do have a website available at coupleofidgets.com. And don't worry if you don't know how to spell that word correctly, because neither did I. and <laughs> We've got it signed up for both spellings. Could you spell a couple of digits for us, Penny?
1: Well, I can spell digits. It's it's I-D-J-I-T-S.
0: See, and I was going by the word digits and just swapping out the first two letters like pig Latin style.
1: Yeah, no. (laughs) No, it doesn't work that way.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, uh, visit us at coupleofidgets.com. There you can find all of our episodes, a little backstory about us. We'll be continuing to... uh, fill that out as the show goes on we also have a facebook group called armchair hunters so if you're a fan of the show um, please sign up there and keep in touch with us and until next episode just remember we're
1: not just dumb we're winchester dumb
0: true that goodbye bye